Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me. Folks, we're back in the air. My apologies for that. For some reason, it was only coming out of the left speaker. I, on occasion, a little glitch like that will take place. We're still working on the bugs in this brand new server we've got here. There's a couple developments, a couple changes coming along the line uh, for the uh, show. Some very good things, actually, that are coming down the pipe that I'm going to share with you tonight, at least parts of them. I'm loading up the commercials. We're going to do some commercials from way back when. Uh, you might uh, have some of these that you remember hearing, some of your favorites. These are all related to Warcraft in one way or another, since apparently it's still the majority of the people listening on the show. Although I'm also happy to say that too is changing. This is not just about the World of Warcraft anymore, folks. There is a whole bunch of different topics. Anyways, let's start right from the beginning, as if the show it just started, because you know, technically it really has. This is the Emperor's Court you're listening to here on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network, powered by the Harbor Blue Group Company. If you are interested in getting in touch with us for the show tonight, log on to IRC at irc.saladirc.com. We're in channel 1G, or if you go to our forums at 1Greborn.com, you click the link, you'll go right to it. If you want to hit me up on AOL's Instant Messenger, you can contact me at EMP, the number 1, and the letter G. That's EMP1G. All right, topics of discussion tonight. Obviously, the World of Warcraft patch, the problems continue, and certain things are starting to get a little more defined, and I have to thank the Euros. God help us. Yes, I'm going to thank the Euros uh, for part of this, and we'll get to that a little later on. Also, two months from now, or actually a month from now, Star Wars Empire at War is released, and I believe, uh, thanks to, uh, I think it was Tiroth who said that, or it was Divine Justice, one of the two, um, actually said that the uh, one-player demo is due out in about two days, so we'll actually be able to ch try it out and see how it uh, see how it goes. All right, things are finally set. We're ready to go. All right, first on topic of discussion tonight: the World of Warcraft. The nightmare for Blizzard continues. The 1.9 patch now went in two weeks ago. All right, shortly after, about a week after Christmas. There we go. All right, I'm going to ask, is it still coming out of one, or is it coming out of both? I hate to bring everything to a screeching halt, but i got to know. It's still coming out of one. Now, to me, it's showing two. 
All right. Well, I have no idea why that's the case. Okay, some people are saying both. Some people are saying one. Well, the hell with it. You can hear me. That's the point. Anyways, the 1.9 patch went in. It was supposed to revolutionize the game in a lot of ways. Supposed to have this giant war effort that everybody is going to contribute money to. And we went into this in the discussion in the last couple of shows about uh, basically the point of you know not farming but selling your stuff, making the money now while the market's high. Because let's face it, if you're a casual, even remotely casual gamer, it's not going to make much of a difference. Now, some of you are saying two, some are saying one. Anyways, moving on. And and let's be honest. If unless you are a hardcore reader, you're not gonna get anything from this. Take a look at the different reputation items you get. Once the gates of, of AQ was open, I can't even begin to pronounce the damn thing, I'm not going to. They're not worth it. Anyways, but this isn't the biggest thing that's plaguing, other than the boycott that seems to be continuing for that seems to be uh, going between the casual players and the normal raiders. Um it's the fact that Blizzard, for whatever reason, cannot keep their servers up. Now, this came to a head shortly after Christmas. And I don't believe for a second that this humongous flux of, of incoming players is the reason why there's waiting lines now on almost every server. That's ridiculous. Look at the sales numbers for World of Warcraft, folks. They didn't sell a whole lot this Christmas. Granted, they sold uh, about 20,000, 30,000 accounts in North America, which I suppose is significant, but not for a game that's been out for a year. And is adding supposedly new content all the time to try and bring people in and bring people back. Now, that 30,000 or so is not new accounts. That's also reactivated accounts and new accounts included. All of a sudden, after a Tuesday patch, the patch 1.9 went in. There are humongous wait lines and had nothing to do, I don't think, with the content. I think Blizzard actually lowered the amount of population on every server that's allowed in order to try and bring down because they were having humongous lag issues prior to 1.9 coming in. I mean, crushing. And I've learned, it's been kicked back to me through several channels, um, uh, trying to, how does a good way to mask this? Let's say from a reliable source, but the reason why is this, that Blizzard's backbone, that they have the game built on in the uh, North American servers, and I'm now hearing it's also the same case in Europe, is collapsing that they cannot support the amount of servers they have running, they cannot support the amount of players they have going, and that they've been basically patching here, patching it there. You're basically sticking you know, a little stick into a giant hole in the middle of a dam. And, you know, and you have to give them credit because that means there's a hell of a lot of people very interested in the game that are playing. At the same time, this is stuff they've known about for a year. A year! And head has not been fixed. They've just now, this week actually, and it was on the 12th, I think it was the 12th, yeah, They Blizzard finally announced, and this is where the Euro part of it comes in, I'm sorry, the 11th it was brought up, they finally come out and they acknowledge the fact that the servers that they have cannot sustain the kind of performance that they need, that the servers they have are breaking down, that the backbone is collapsing under its own weight, and that they're now, just now ordering new servers and new parts, which of course are on back order. Meaning, folks, it's going to be several months before you begin to see any kind of light and load. And you got to wonder how many people are going to have that kind of patience to put up with several months more of waiting in line for an hour or more or two hours or servers crashing, unplayable lag. They have these events in AQ that can't even take place if they got more than 200 people in it. Now, how the hell is the entire server supposed to you know, turn out to enjoy uh, this enjoy this content when you can't even get in the damn thing without it crashing or lagging or what have you. All right, fine. But it's looking at two to three months to not just to get this stuff, but also to set it up. 
that's a hell of a lot of time. Folks, I, and I told you this earlier. It's been a long time since I had much to say well about Blizzard, and it's only getting progressively worse. And if you're still playing World of Warcraft, and you are one of the affected servers more so than most, you got to question yourself as to why that is. Why do you continue to pay $15 for the service that you're getting? Because I'll be damned if I know. I stopped paying you know, over a month and a half ago. Actually, it's going on two months. Is the game really worth it? I guess is the question. Is it worth the $15 a month that you're paying to put up with this kind of headache? I mean, this is just a question you've got to ask yourself. I mean, for me, of course not. Not a chance. No way. Yeah, I know we always come up here and we're always bitching about the game and we're complaining about, well, the company doesn't do this, the company doesn't do that. Give us a solution rather than bitching about it. Well, I wish I had a solution. Except any solution that could have been put in place now to make a difference is long since gone. This is stuff... Whoa. There we go. All right, sorry about that. Hang on, we fixed this damn thing. Oh, God. My volume is flying all over the place here, folks. Again, my apologies if we're trying to work out the bugs of this new system. We have a brand new Shotcast server that just went into play. Now, both channels should be working, I'm being told. So, if your speakers get blown out, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, your speakers were working until I just blew them out. All right, so now we got that back on track. All right, now we have both speakers working. You can stop harping on me. The entire RC channel has turned to, well, are you getting two speakers? Are you getting one speakers? They're, they're just trying... Mechahawk saying just half the speakers. Shut up, you little bastard. You've got surround sound. All right, so all right, it's just kicked in. Now we have full microphone support. The show may continue. Here I am complaining about Blizzard's technical problems. I can't even change my own or hand up my own. <laughs> Anyways, this is stuff that should have been addressed months ago. They've had the money. Uh, look, for those people, and there's enough of them who are on the who are on the forums and in the game that are constantly saying, "Well, you can't throw money at the issue." Bullshit. A six-foot pile steaming bullshit. This is exactly something you can throw money at. And they should have thrown money at it months ago. They knew Christmas was coming up. They knew they had a big content patch coming up that people would like. Did it never occur to them that perhaps, just maybe, you might want to have the stuff on order, especially if you knew it was back-ordered? If they're just now looking into this, and this is, let's go to the Europe, European part of this. Three weeks ago, when this when the conversation first came out, they finally hit up. They um, they went on the forums and said, "Okay, we'll stop complaining about it. We're aware of the form issues, but it's not something we can have, uh, fix directly." The exact same day, on the European forums, one of their community managers came out and gave a blow by blow detail of what was going wrong. Going wrong. The servers were collapsing. They didn't have the backbone support anymore. They were ordering new stuff that, or new servers to take the place. It was going to take a while to set up, you know, new clusters, and that they physically could not add more servers to it because of the fact that the backbone was full. Four days went by of constant posting on the general forums and being mentioned to a game masters in game by the American players before this was acknowledged and then explained by the American community managers. That's my question. Let's let's talk about it. I'm gonna throw a question out to you tonight. Every time we have a show from now on, I'm going to throw a rhetorical question at you, and although it's rhetorical, I want an answer. Why is it that the European players consistently get more information and have better communication from their community managers than the Americans do? It's 
Adam Screed saying, money isn't the issue, it's the issue of rolling over the old servers onto the new ones without enormous downtime. It's not as easy to switch over from the old to the new than you think. Well, okay, Screed, I, I agree with that, and that's why I'm saying it's going to take a couple months once the new servers are here. My point is, this shit should have been ordered months ago, and the process should have already been underway. Even if they only did one server in a week, or one server at a time, it's still... It's still going in the, in the correct, you know, correct direction. It's something that's being done. As opposed to nothing, you're putting a bandaid in an arterial wound. You're still bleeding to death. But hey, you can at least say, oh, we're trying. I don't know what Blizzard's problem with, is with America. I don't know if we're, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't necessarily, I don't go on the European forums very often. And it's said that the, that's the only way to get information about the company is to go on the, you know, the forums. Yes, people want me to talk about the new race. We, that was three weeks ago. We'll get to that. My predictions were seriously wrong in that regard. Well, I was one for two. No, no, I was oh for two. No, I was wrong. Um, yes, yes, we'll get to the little worst beta. We'll get to that in a minute, too. I don't go to the European forums very often. But when I have been there, it doesn't seem like they're discussing things any differently than the American servers are, the American forums. They don't seem to be acting any differently than we do. So why is it that they get the screenshots first, they've got the community managers that are, that are for whatever reason, are given the okay to talk to them and, and give the player base more information? Why is it that I have to find out from another continent in other countries to find out what's going on in my own game here on, in America? Does that make any sense to anybody else? So... Is it that our community managers blow? That they're inept? That they're lazy? Is it that the American version of the company is scared of, the, of its American player base knowing too much? Do they fear some kind of giant revolt? Because the rate they're going, I can't imagine they're making too many friends. Adam Screed, Blizzard is suffering from extreme growing pains is what it is. You're great. You're right, and and uh, I'll be more than happy to say it's their first time out. It's their first MMORPG. They're the most successful of all time, numbers-wise. As a game experience, as a playing experience, I wouldn't agree with that. I would not agree with that. I would agree that there are other games out there that provide a better game experience right now, or have, than what Blizzard is offering. They offered a great game that's cool for about three months. After that, it, it's like they whipped out their big wiener and just whizzed on everybody. No. Not, not Final Fantasy XI, no. If they were suffering extreme growing pains, then what they need to do, and God forbid you should stop making money in this regard, is take a page out of the book that they wrote when the game first came out. When they recalled, or they didn't recall, but they stopped putting games out on the shelves to buy. Because they couldn't keep up with the amount of people that were buying the game and logging on. If that's the case, then that's what they need to do. If that's the case, they need to shut down certain servers so that more people don't log on there. If I'm a new player and I want to get right in on it and, and 
enjoyed the experience to its fullest, I'm not going to join some brand new low population game or low population server, personally. I'm going to join a server that's got a lot of people, so I'm meeting people, so I'm talking to people, to my, if I'm a PvP or so I've got people to fight. Now keep, keep in mind, new players are coming to this completely blind. What do you think they're going to feel? Having just bought the game for Christmas, throwing down their fir first 15 bucks after the first month, and waiting in line for an hour or more to play the game. They don't have a level 60 character with tons of epics that's invested in this. They could easily quit and walk away and say, eh, I'll try something else. In my opinion, there's just a lot of things, and, and unfortunately, I don't think it's growing pains. I think they're playing catch-up. They're playing a lot of catch-up. And they have such, they're so bloated and so inflated that they could lose a million customers and not blink. Well, they'll blink, but, I mean, without collapsing. They could lose half their customer base right now would stop paying $15. And they still would be fine. That's how big they've become. Well, they're saying in the Azure channel, why would you choose pop? Why not choose medium? Well, because there aren't a whole lot of medium servers. Well, there's not a whole lot of medium servers. There's a great many low and a great many high. You know, Norris has a good point. He's going to rot in hell for all eternity, but he has a good point. Is that what if they have friends on a certain server and they want to join them? I understand that. Final Fantasy XI had an issue like this, and where what happened was when you joined, you joined a random server. If your buddy wanted you to come play with him, he had to do he had to collect a certain amount of money, buy a certain in-game card, and then give it to you to bring your character from one server to another. That's one thing I suppose they can install. Either that, or they're going to have to lock the damn servers. I mean, you got Archimon, which is down all the damn time. Illidan, that's down all the damn time. They open up these brand new servers, and they're full for three weeks. And then they're empty again. People go back to the level 60s. Open up more server transfers. What is the issue here? That's what I want to know. Because they said that they were supposed to offer transfers, uh, paid transfers. They still have not happened. My question is, why? We know you can do it because you were moving guilds around because they had buddies that were game masters from one server to another. So they didn't have competition for epic uh, weapons. And because they were stopped being picked on by all the people they pissed off. Remember that? About three or four months ago when that happened? So we know you can do it. And you move them from one server, not on the same cluster, to another. We know you can do it because you open up server transfers from one to another all the time. So what is the big deal? Why is it taking so long? Give us a reason. Enough of this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen soon. It's, not, it's more complicated. Then tell us. We've gotten past the point of the ignorant consumer will just buy whatever bullshit you want to feed us, you know, with a shovel. Uh, it's time to tell us what is the reason why this is taking place. At least if we know why it's taking so long, a good majority of us are going to be more understanding. You're always going to have your assholes that are going to complain no matter what happens. You could give everybody a thousand free gold and there'll be somebody to complain that it's going to crush the economy. My point is... The majority of the people who are on the keel, 
who are legitimate wine or have legitimate bitch and legitimate complaints will stop at least for a time if they understand that you are taking steps towards doing it. I tell you what, and this post by oh, what's his nuts, the guy we never see anymore, Orden, which is actually a blessing because that guy sucks. Actually, I don't think there's any single community manager that I can stand. I used to like Sarek, but then I read his comments on uh, the Mage Forum. I just shook my head and like, fuck this. Oh, lovely. For those of you... Here's breaking news. Where's my breaking news thing? Hang on. I gotta get this in. Just to say that I used it. Where is it? Hey, producer. Get over here. Give me this thing. Alright. We have a bit of breaking news, seeing as we're talking about uh, the World of Warcraft. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, switch it. Alright. For those of you just tuning in, here's breaking news for you. Alright. Apparently the world server's down in World of Warcraft. Uh, I guess Kalimdor has crashed on 15 different servers, and if you were on the Terrible 20, a good 17 of you, uh, well, you can't do anything. Uh, your entire server is down. So, sucks for you. You might want to go ahead and tune into the show and forget trying to log in tonight, because uh, what they're saying is it's going to be a while before it's fixed. Just so you know. Okay, perhaps it wasn't the very best breaking news, but I had to have a reason to play the music. <laughs> I know, we're, we're getting off to a slow start here. There's a lot of information going on. There's a lot of things being thrown at me all at once. I'm not used to having a lively IRC crowd in front of me, because it's been a while since we had it up and running. I'm not clicking any links. Get away from me. You didn't lose the stream, you dick. This is not breaking news. This is standard. <laughs> this is par for the course. All right, let's get away from that. Uh, a couple other topics tonight. Guild Wars Factions. Apparently the beta is out, or I don't think it's the beta for Factions, but it's just a general game beta that's out, uh, I believe, this weekend. If you're interested and you need um, one of the um, passwords or the coding, excuse me, uh, hop onto the uh, 1G forums. Jahala has been good enough to provide both the European and the American beta keys. So if you need to get in there and want to try it out for the weekend, that's not a bad way to go, although I guess it's probably over since it's Sunday. But... There are still a few hours left, so if you want to go ahead and try it out, try out Guild Wars. Uh, check it out, 1G Forms, in general discussion. And I believe you can find it at Guild Wars Factions. Oh, it is the Factions beta key. I stand corrected. So, yes, it is the Factions beta key, uh, courtesy of Jahala. Thank you, Jahala, for that. I guess Factions is going to be a standalone edition, and it's still not going to be... It's not going to be... Um, pay-per-month service like it has been. It's going to be free, but it's going to be an additional, I don't know, 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, this is for, I'm sorry, this is for next weekend, January 20th through the 22nd. So the American players and European players, we have your beta keys up there. If you want to go ahead and pop them in, you can do that. But that is for next, I'm sorry, yes, next week. Yes, the Darwin Award. Yeah. Oh, well, if you got banned, then uh, sucks for you. And therefore, okay. <laughs> I'm still torn on, on Guild Wars. I tried it out in the beta a couple times. I didn't. I didn't particularly like it. To me, it was like a Diablo on steroids, and that to me, that wasn't my kind of thing. You know, I, I'm more of the. I, I want the Ultima Online three quarters view, 
type of PvP, not the three quarters view, how fast can I click type deal. And they've got it's there's different tournaments you can do four and four. You can go in with a certain team. You can go in with random uh, throws you with random from players in a four and four matchup. There's a ladder system and ranking. I mean, most of the game is instanced, so it's it's a different kind of game, and it goes to a different kind of niche, and it's it's great for what it does and for what it is. Me personally, uh, like I said, it just wasn't something I liked, but it is something. It's a different alternative, and from what I understand, they don't have server issues. Very few, and they've got a lot of players. Maybe not five million, but they've got several hundred thousand. It's big in Korea. It was big in the U.S. Depending on what time of year you play. I did very well in Christmas. Um, I know you got Darkfall coming. Yes, the Darwin Awards. We will get to the Darwin Awards. Oh, Rome Total War. Okay, here's. I've been meaning to get to this, and for the RTW community who's listening in tonight, and there's a bunch of you, and I promised I'd get to this earlier in the week, and I didn't get a chance because the server went down. Here's the thing about Creative Labs. We had talked about this a couple weeks ago that Creative Assembly, not Creative Labs, not Creative Assembly, which is now owned by Sega, apparently had received several threats of lawsuits from several players because of racial and um, obscene language being used in the chat lobbies. And because there's only three chat lobbies for all of the online play, there is nothing uh, in place to remove them, to ban them, to squelch them. The ignore options, let's face it, the entire multiplayer experience on Rome Total War is the equivalent of, you know, bending your best friend over and then just ramming him in the ass with a giant rod and ask him, how does that feel? I mean, that's pretty much how a multiplayer of Rome Total War is. It's a fantastic game, and if your game runs and doesn't lag out and doesn't freeze or doesn't desynchronize everybody else in the game and doesn't crash because you're using fire arrows and the other guy doesn't mass cavalry, it's a fantastic multiplayer game. The problem is, in order for that to take place is ridiculous. You spend 20 to 30 minutes to try to get one game going. And God help you if you're playing a new because it'll be over in five minutes. I know. I've played enough of them. And even after taking six months off and coming back to the game for the expansion, the people still sucked. It's like these nobody could figure out... The, okay, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, sticking with the topic. Creative Assembly... Uh, in much the Blizzard fashion of trying to swat a fly with a sledgehammer, discontinued all chat abilities in the chat lobbies, i.e. you can no longer talk or communicate. So, yeah. Everybody hops on to multiplayer to play. Except, you can't advertise that your game is open, you can't talk to your clanmates, you can't talk to anybody at all actually. And it boggles my mind why it is that they would act in this fashion when the amount of trash talk, racial slurs, and obscene comments that happens daily on Battle.net, on Steam, on anything. And none of the losses ever come from that. How could you do it? But they've literally shut down all of the chat abilities in the chat lobbies. And this happened over a month ago. And they say, oh, it's a temporary solution. We'll get it fixed. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get to this. We'll fix it. Uh, we're going to put some different options in place. This is the same company that took them six months before they acknowledged that the game would desynchronize for four of the six players in a match. That they had offered a replay section, and they quickly had to take it down on their website because the replays that they were offering people to, to upload would desynchronize so that the replay ended completely different from the way the game happened. 
Talk about embarrassment. And then Sega bought this bastard. Talk about taking a game. You know, there's a comment. There's a picture that I got off of Draw.com, and it's on our front page at OneGeoReborn.com. And it's uh, it's supposed to be like an epic or a legendary item, Blizzard's faulty hardware. But at the end, it says, Equip transmutes a solid gaming reputation into diarrhea. This can apply to... This could apply to Creative Assembly very well. Here is one of the most successful RTS pure war game series in the last decade. The Total War series. Shogun, Medieval, and then now Rome Total War. The first two and their expansions were fantastic. This one, what the hell? A great concept and a great time in, in history. I mean, looking at it, it's... it's I, you know, I just don't know what happens. Like, a developer came in and just puked down a sheet and said, here's the game plan. It's run on GameSpy, which doesn't run. The first week the game was out, or the first month it was out, nobody could play past 30 players online because they couldn't. They didn't fix the chat lobby to allow more than 30 people online at a time. They sold tens of thousands of the damn game. But only 30 people at a time could log on to play. Yeah, they fixed that. Then they didn't fix any of the other options. Why would you dis? Why would you take away the chat? Here's an idea. Since you've got all this money and all these people, if you're not going to put any kind of chat filters in, which to me would seem real simple, i.e. banning words like Negro, Nigger, Jew, Spick, Cracka, Honky, any kind of cuss word, just filter out so it's just random characters. How hard is that? I'm pretty sure the retarded kid down the street who somehow got into programming 101 at the local community college could probably figure that out, given enough time. So how is it the developers of a major gaming company can't put a filter like that in place? Barring that, then hire some guy who's got no life and no other experience with computers other than running chat lobbies. Christ, there's enough people in IRC that can do this. Take your pick. You know what? They Didn't they just fire Eonix or whatever the hell his name is? From or Fangtooth from Blizzard. Go hire his ass. He likes chatting on forums and making fun of people. Put him in the lobby. And just say, ban anybody who starts using this kind of language. You know he doesn't have a life and he's not going anywhere. Let him do it. I know I'm being harsh on Blizzard, but I've, I've got an extra grind. Adam Screed, you seem to have disappeared. I wonder why. Hmm. There are other options other than disconnecting the ability to communicate. At any one time, you could log on to GameSpy and see that there was anywhere from six to 700 people on the U.S. servers playing at any time of day. That's pretty decent for a game that really doesn't advertise for its multiplayer capacity. Today, a month later, you'll be lucky to find 100. That's not an exaggeration, folks. That is real. And it, apparently it's even worse over in Europe because the game is fan it's huge in Europe. It's like Warcraft 3-esque in Europe. Alright, a shout-out goes out to Moctezuma of Bone Chewer. And I want to get that in before I want to get that in before the break, not after the break. So there you go, there's your shout-out. It saddens me because it was a game that we really got into as a clan, us personally. And we had, what, 16, 17 different official clan, clan battles and wars? 
we won them all. We had, uh, arguably, and I will say this is a game that we very easily dominated, but I will say that it's a game that we as a clan were the best. The best. There are other ones out there. RTK was very good. Um, the Arc and I are good. Silent Assassins are very good. But a given night, we could beat them. I'd say consistently, 6 out of 10 times. It's a game that the concept had, it's just like World of Warcraft, had so much promise and just fell short. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to play one on the radio tonight, but I'm not a lawyer. But I think it's impossible to sue a gaming company because of what some kind of language that a user uses in their chat lobbies. I mean, what about all that crap that we sign on to? You agree to the following agreement. Isn't that in there? That if somebody calls you, you know, like a wetback, you can't sue the company or something? I mean, look, if City of Heroes can get sued by Marvel for copying all the characters out of the comic books and win, there's not a chance in hell that somebody could sue a, a gaming company and win. All right, coming up after the break. We're headed into the break here. We're at 9.30. We're going until about 10.30 or so, folks, or until I've run out of things to talk about. All right, uh, things we're going to talk about. The Darwin Awards, I said we get them in. I have a couple I want to get to. Um, your emails. I actually scratched emails. Uh, since we're running basically two shows into one here, we're going to scrap the emails. No, Sorry, folks. I will read a couple of your better ones next week if I get the chance, okay? Uh, we're going to scrap that. So we're going to talk about Empire at War. Um, talk a little more about the Dawn of War, uh, which is the Warhammer game that I've been playing. Thought it was pretty decent. Um, what else we got? Your questions, your comments. I also want in the gaming industry. This is a bitch I've gotten. This is actually one year later, almost to the day of a um, audio commentary, an audio uh, article that I had done, had done good at good English that I had um, recorded about the gaming industry and the problems I saw it. All right, now I, I was going to chop it up into pieces and play some and air some of the chunks uh, so you could hear my comments a year ago just to see if my predictions have come true. And I, I'm going to talk about that too, not to blow up my own horn because Lord knows my horn is big enough. But it, it's something that I think is it has it has some discussion points and it's something that, I sh that should be brought up again. And I think it was on the money about this. And we're going to talk also about uh, the new race. I'll get that in probably right after the breaks just to get all the World of Warcraft done stuff done, you know, in general ahead of time in the first uh, first half hour of the game. Of the game? Of the show. All right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, sorry. Again, I seem to be getting bombarded here by different requests not from my producer and from uh, other people. So I'm going to go ahead and address that while we are at the break. Uh, enjoy some of these fantastic commercials. We are busted out. These are nothing new, folks. So if you've heard these, uh, I don't want you to get your hopes up. We are going to do new commercials. It's been decided upon. We did the uh, we did some talking at a uh, recent meeting. It's just going to be a while before we can actually pump them out and get them to the kind of quality we like. Because I could put out, I can record any you know thing I want to put out there. But I take great pride in the different production stuff we do: adding the music, editing it, making sure the writing's good. Uh, Mystic Mim will, will tell you that I've had her do you know a couple of different things, different commercials. She's done 30, 40 times in a row just to get the right tone. You know, it, we're not professionals here, but I, I am a perfectionist. 
So it is something we're going to do, but it's going to take some time. And finally, at the end of the show, I want to talk about the different things that are coming up on the show, things that we're going to be changing, and the fact that we are now hiring. We are finally hiring for on-air talent, and that will begin uh, tomorrow as far as that um, uh, that recruiting drive goes. So real quick, we're going to head to break here. It's going to be about five minutes. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion of World of Warcraft and everything else I just got to. Uh, see you in a minute. Hey, folks, this is Emperor here for Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth. Chinese gold farmers would like you to waste your hard-earned money on valueless online currency. Buy your level 40 mount, or the best armor and weapons to fight the opposing faction for as little as $300 American. Sure, it's illegal, but that never stopped us before. That's Chinese gold farmers of Azeroth, putting the chink in your enemy's armor. G'day mates, Foster's Australian Beer here. We would like to take this opportunity to please remind all our customers to please drink responsibly while playing World of Warcraft. If you are aware of a guildmate playing World of Warcraft while intoxicated, please, for his own safety, ask for his CD key. Should he refuse to give you his CD key, it is your responsibility to the community to take it from him. Friends, don't let friends raid drunk. Remember, Forsters, Australian for beer, Paladin. Australian for pussy. This important community announcement brought to you by Forces Beer Company of Australia. Hey studs, we want to hear from you. Sexy night elf women are waiting to talk to you right now. Call 1-800-YOU'RE-LAME to join in the party. Why cyber when you can call us just for four gold per minute? You can talk to paladins, hunters, rogues, or mages. Whatever your heart desires, we've got it. That's 1-800-YOUR-LAME to talk with the Night Elf Women of Azeroth.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Empress Court here on the Atlantic Pilgrim Online Gaming Radio Network, powered by the Harbor Group, harborbluegroup.com. Check it out for your all your e-commerce needs. If you want to get in the conversation, join us on IRC at irc.solidirc.com in channel 1G. That is going to be our home for the foreseeable future. Actually, we're going to officially get the channel re-registered tonight um, as we let it lapse, sadly, over the Christmas break. Uh, so we'll get that redone. Oh, and also, if you want to get in the conversation, you can also hit me up at uh, AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP1G. If you have a comment about the show, something you wanted to get in, something that you'd rather talk to me off the air about, or you didn't have enough time or enough space to get your entire thought out, you can send me an email to emperor1g at coxcox.net. So, usually we do a thing where we try to read... Um, we try to uh, read some of the better emails that we get. Who the hell is sending me a file and why? Matt, no, don't... Oh, okay, hang on. It's Baron. Baron Von Ghost is sending me something from Ohio University. I gotta get this one. Yes, the Baron sends his love to all of you who remember him. I wish I'm, I'm sure there is. Yeah, the, during the break, I got to hear how wasted Sinvicta was last night and... How Tiroth was hitting on his sister, although he didn't realize it was his sister until later. That was pretty sad, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, you told me that in confidence. Oops. <laughs> well, you should have been a little clearer there, buddy. Ah, well, I'm sure it was nothing special. Anyways, that song coming out of the break was from PureOpponage.com. Definitely check it out. It's from episode four, actually. It's a fantastic thing. I, I wish I had been following them a little sooner, but Mechahawk turned me on to them and finally said, you need to watch this amp. It's funny as all hell. And it really was. And uh, I, I'm glad I started watching it. Uh, sometimes it makes you wonder. It gets your creative juices flowing a little bit. And it, it makes you wonder what you could have done. Because my brother happens to be into writing and producing. Well, I was the, when we did our, I used to do, do, we do uh, wrestling shows. Yes, we had a real wrestling ring, and we did really did wrestling shows. And they actually aired on cable network. Uh, well, it was like cable access at like 2 a.m. But there was like 12 of us. Oh, it was great. We had real belts and the whole nine yards. Anyways, uh, he is uh, going to school for writing. Actually, he'll graduate uh, this at the end of this semester. And it really starts to think, if you just had the time, if you just had the opportunity, if you had just thought about it at first, all the different things you could have done. And I... Pureonage Group is—they're a fantastic—they're uh, a fantastic group from what I've seen. The the work that they've done has is really been for one inspiring and two funny, and it's all original. I mean, so many times you see these people that like to regurgitate an Austin Powers joke or or you know some inside Star Wars you know crack that only some people get, and it's all original stuff. And to me, that's what's more important. That's what makes it even funnier. Yes, I know Red versus Blue is another one I should watch and. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll, when I have time. I only have, you know, so much time in my hands. Alright, let's take a look at this magic missile. What the hell is this? What the hell? Okay, well, that really needed to be sent to me right this second. Alright, a couple of the World of Warcraft things before we get away from this. One, real quick, if you have not heard, the Alliance race is going to be the Draenei, or the Draenei, or however the hell you pronounce it. It's the shit that the Orcs used to be on, the original planet, which blew up. Well, apparently the people that were there didn't blow up with them and actually are alive. So, I was wrong. They're not getting the Pandaren, the Pandarens. 
the orcs are not getting any ogres. I was wrong. I've been saying for a year it was going to be ogres and pandas. I'm wrong. Sorry. That's hearsay. H-E-R-E. Add some screed. It's H-E-A-R. And it can't be hearsay because the magazines ran with the story. Now, come on. We all know that print media never gets done anything wrong. All right. Anyways, he is very correct. It is hearsay. Currently, it is supposed to be the Draenei that's going to be the uh, alliance race that's coming out. Whether it is or not, I have no idea for sure, but a lot of these, there's some people out there in the know that seem to think it's that it's going to be uh, Drano. Call it the Drano! Yeah, it's going to be the Draney. Um Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I thought for sure it was going to be Pandas and Ogres. Especially when they redid the miles for the Ogres. I thought for sure that was going to be the case. But hey, everybody's wrong. Most of the time I'm, I'm right, but... And it's documented. But uh, it, it's pronounced Draenei. Thank you, Professor Mechahawk. I was going to lose so much sleep tonight not knowing how to pronounce it. I was going to go into work tomorrow and say, Boss, for the life of, for the life of me, I can't know how to, I don't know how to spell this thing. How, how do you pronounce this? Draenei? Draenei? What the fuck? Get to work. No. But I'm glad now that I, I'm going to write that down. Dre... Nye. Great, I spelled Drano. Lovely. Yes, but that's where they're actually from Warcraft 2. Anybody who played the expansion of the Dark Tides. I officially declare Warcraft 2 the last great Warcraft game that I played. Although it's funny, we're playing Warcraft 3 now, a bunch of us uh, in the clan are Neva, Arthros, Mechahawk, myself. Um, I think even Tiroth is ventured onto uh, Battle.net. Much to the hilarity and delight of the rest of us, but um, it's kind of weird how you go back to things like that because there's a lot of us, and we lose games, we throw a fit because there's different parts of the game that you know fucking suck and still aren't balanced. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun, and when you're not trying to compete on the ladder, it's fun. When you're just screwing around in in pickup games or you're trying some weird ass strategy, what the one we do the other night? We did it was a four and four. We all mass. We all went human. And we all massed um, uh, gyrocopters with uh, bombs. And we bombed our opponent. We actually almost won. We blew up like three of their built their uh, bases before they realized if they've got like 300 gyros, that means they've got nothing else. So they blitzed us. That was fun. No, well, I would, I would disagree. He says Warcraft 3 was fun until the Frozen Throne and the Frozen Throne unbalanced it. I would disagree. Going into... Going into work, the Frozen Throne, the game was not balanced. Everything was mass caster. Anytime you've got your orc player just teching, not even making grunts, but just turtling up and teching right to uh, shamans and, and um, troll doctors, there's something wrong. That was unbalanced. You know, when humans do the exact same with their casters, that's unbalanced. Banshees were f- practically useless. No, the game, the Frozen Throne was supposed to balance the game. But it didn't. It wasn't where, where Brood War fixed the problems that StarCraft had. And I don't understand. Maybe it's... It, people, we've had this discussion before, and I know we're getting sidetracked, but we're still talking about Warcraft, so it works. And we got an hour and a half, folks, so, you know, we're going until 10.30, so we got time. The thing of it was, the Frozen Throne was supposed to balance the game, and and it, it did and it didn't. The game is still not balanced, even after 20-some patches. And the game's been out for four years. Say what you want about Blizzard. They at least patched their games. 
Not always for the better, but they do patch their games. I have a personal bitch against the AMs, the A, the AMM, the way that they uh, match their players nowadays. You could be just having bought the game, log on, hop on the ladder, and face the number one guy on the ladder. You, know, you talk about a raping. But that's how it is now. You used to face people within six levels of yourself. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, there was one great strategy we played the other night. We, um, and Arthros came up with this. It was brilliant. We, uh, we, two of us went human. One of us, I was, I was the night elf. And we massed uh, troops. And it was on, what the hell was it? No wood. It was three on three. And Arthros snuck five of his peons down at the very beginning of the game and sat him next to the guy's base. And he built a town hall like next to the guy's base. And we stocked up on teleport scrolls. And starting at the beginning of the game, we started teleporting right to... We would wait from the raid, or we'd find out where they were using scouts, and we'd find it there on the other side of the map. We'd all teleport to the guys, to our town hall, to Arthros' second town hall, inside the, or just outside of this guy's base, and then run up and attack him. And of course, they would they would, they would would all beam back, and they'd attack us, and we'd beam away. Well, as soon as they would leave, we'd beam back and attack them again. And we constantly did this, and when they finally said at the end of the game, and they lost... They said, how the hell were you able to get across the map and attack us so quickly? And we said, send one of your wisps uh, to the north of your base. And he did, and he went around the corner, and there it was. Was this stupid th- Was this stupid wisp, or this uh, stupid town hall. And he just never noticed it. So, uh, it, it, we've done some weird strategies recently in Warcraft 3. It is becoming more fun. Now, the reason I bring this up is there's a couple people out there who keep asking, are we going to reform? This is this is a clan thing, not necessarily an Emperor's Court thing. Is our clan going to reform on Warcraft 3? And the answer is, probably not. There isn't a big enough following or a big enough part of our community anymore that plays the game or has interest in the game. If we get 10 people, yeah, we'll reform it online just to have the channel. But we're not we're not going to become a competitive clan like we used to be. It's just not going to happen. Or I'm interested in it. The game that we're looking forward to, and I brought this up a couple times. Yeah, Mech Alka said Tiroth was fat, if you didn't hear. Was that all the shit we needed to cover World of War? Okay, there's a story. I'm sorry. EG Football wanted me to tell this one. He thought it was funny, apparently, though, it was happening all over the server. A couple weeks ago, when the servers were screwed after the patch went in, I guess they were allowing, uh, accidentally allowing level 60 characters into level 20 battlegrounds. And I guess he was on his paladin, and he was playing um, on Warsong Gulch. And I guess he law- he got in the queue to play, because it was during a um, auto weekend. And the bastard gets thrown in with the uh, lobies, like the level 10 to level 19 group. So he's capping flags and ranking up honor, and he's, he said these poor bastards are throwing themselves, throwing themselves at me and bouncing off, and I would just run up there, grab the flag, run all the way back, run up, grab the flag, run all the way back. He said I was in there for three hours. I racked up so much honor, it was disgusting, because I, I kept on capping the flag. These guys, they couldn't touch me. He's like, every time the mage shot me, I just resisted it. He's like, I'm the only level 60, I'm getting on my epic mount and just running. I mean, they don't have any mounts, some of them didn't even have uh, travel form, so he's just outrunning everything. Oh, uh, he said it was fantastic. He actually sent me a couple of screenshots. It was just, just disgusting. He had like like 300 kills in one. He didn't even cap the flag. or he, he had the flag, and he refused to cap it. He was just killing people for the sake of killing them. He wasn't getting any honor for it. He was just being a dick. A couple times, I guess, he just sat there and let him attack him and do nothing. <laughs> oh, that's sad. 
course, then it turns out that it was happening on all the servers. How the hell does a bug like that happen? Sometimes you want... I mean, the weirdest shit happens when these when these patches go in. Things that don't even affect anything. You know, they change the color of the armor of some kind. and Next thing you know, Kalimdor's gone. You know, they put a patch in so that the Baron drops an extra item. And all of a sudden, you know, Stormwind is in flames. Or half of it's missing. You know, they fix the Zeppelin so you stop falling through the world so that when you blink, you fall through the world. I, it's, I, stuff that doesn't even connect. I, I don't even think... In, I, now, again, I'm not in the programming, but I'm guessing those the coding, it can't be connected in any way, shape, or form. And yet it's always weird and affected. Yeah, see, EG is giving me a blow-by-blow saying that he wholly shocked uh, all those people's info and armor. Adam Screed says that being a coder himself, uh, he knows coders copy and paste from already written code. Well, that explain that a lot of these times when these patches get released and there's shit in there that's not supposed to be. And they, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we said we were going to take it out, but we'd already signed off on it, so it got in anyways. Yeah, oops. Anyways, going back to what we were discussing just a second ago is Empire at War. Now, for those of you who have not been following this, and, and to be honest, I don't know... If it is going to have a large following, I'm, it's going to get people looking at it because it's Star Wars. All right? But is it going to be good? I, I don't know. I've seen the... Um, they have a like a... Like a two-minute trailer of what the game looks like. And they had a commercial during the uh, Video Game Musical Awards... Or Video Game Musical... The Video Game Awards where they showed it. And it looked great. It looked like Homeworld, except with Star Wars, you know, shit. Uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry I'm getting you know slugged here by a bunch of different things. Okay, here's here's what it, what it is. You're basically taking the Homeworld engine, and instead of having, you know... Um, God, I've already forgotten what the High Highgarth or Highgrath or whatever the hell they are. Instead of having battle cruisers, you have you know star destroyers. Instead of having little tiny fighters, you've got Tie fighters and X wings. And you can also you can actually also fight on ground. So you've got space battles, you've got land battles. It's got both. It's a real time strategy game, and it's it looks to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it, it's a very beautiful looking game. The, here's the drawback, and here's the thing that makes me wary. Is that the problem is, when the RTS games in the past, Star Wars has done, they have flopped. Big time, because they've blown. Hard. They actually don't like Star Wars, I can't stand it. Uh, see, I'll agree with Adam Screed. I liked Rebellion. I bought the game and didn't play it for four years. And I gave it to my buddy who played it. Actually forced himself to play it. And then gave it back to me. I liked it once I gave it a shot. There was some some big drawbacks to the game, granted. The online play was virtually non-existent. But I liked it. This is due out on February 16th. It's something that our clan is looking to get into big time. If it can support a decent RTS community. I would have no problem doing a shoutcast, 
play-by-play of some a couple of Star Destroyers slugging it out with a bunch of Mon Calamari cruisers. Imagine the epic space battles that this would ens- that would ensue. Think how much fun that would be if it worked. And then there's the ground fights. You can actually build. Um, it, it would play much like a Warcraft Three or a Dawn of War, where you'd produce certain units or certain you know machines and uh, both Alliance and and the Empire. And here's the thing that also concerns me is the fact that there's primarily only two factions in the game, and everyone's kind of gotten giddy since StarCraft of having three factions in StarCraft, four factions in the World of War or in the Warcraft Three, uh, four uh, I think it's four factions in the Dawn of War with the fifth one in the expansion. Ironically enough, the Imperial Guard. Yeah, I mean, Loki's got a good point. Galactic Battlegrounds. Come on. Nobody played that shit. I mean, they did, and then they took the game back. I have hopes for this because I loved Homeworld. The problem with Homeworld was it didn't have a very large community of online players to make it work. Everybody bought the game for the one-player version, which was phenomenal. But it didn't have the kind of community, it didn't have the support for online play. And again, it also ran out of GameSpy, but because there's so few people, there never really was a whole lot of lag issues. And it's a slower type game. <laughs> Lennon's like, the Galactic Battlegrounds rocked. Okay, well, now we know why Lennon has no friends. But it's on the 16th. Expect me to either talk this game up or take a big, giant dump on it if I hate it. So that's pretty much par for the course. <laughs> but it's something I'm looking forward to. And I'm hoping it's everything I turned that it's being promised to be. I don't think... No, uh, Divine Justice asks if it's work working on GameSpy. I don't think it does. I don't think Divine Justice... Or Divine, I don't think it's running on GameSpy. I think it's got its own uh, online support. We'll get to that. The Darwin Awards. All right, all right, all right, all right. I promised to do this weeks ago. I will do the Darwin Awards right now. What does it have to do with gaming? Absolutely nothing. But it's but it's hilarious, and made all the funnier because I'm going to read it to you, a couple of them, and then we're going to get on because there's still a bunch of stuff I have to get to. Trust me, the bitching and the whining has not ended, folks. I still have a lot of bitterness and a lot of bile to spew yet, so stick with us. All right, these are the 2005 Darwin Awards. And I'm going to read you two of them. There's a bunch, but I'm going to read you two because I thought they were they were fan- they were were funny. All right. All right, where is it? Where is it? Da, da, da. Here's one. Okay. This happened in 2005. <clears throat> After stopping for drinks at an illegal bar, a Zimbabwean bus driver found that the 20 mental patients he was supposed to be transporting from the Harare to Balawa had escaped from one city to another. Not wanting to admit his incompetence, the driver went to a nearby bus stop and offered everyone waiting there a free ride. He then delivered the passengers to the mental hospital, telling the staff that the patients were very excitable and prone to bizarre fantasies. The deception wasn't discovered for three days. Yeah. Here's another one. Seems an Arkansas guy wanted some beer pretty badly. He decided that he'd just throw a cinder block through a liquor store window, grab some booze, and run for it. So... He lifted the cinder block 
and heaved it over his head at the window. The center block bounced back and hit the guy in the head, knocking him cold. Apparently, the liquor store window was made of plexiglass. The whole event was also caught on a videotape of a nearby camera. I, I know I was only going to read a couple, of, but I'm going to read these two more. As a female shopper ex exited a New York convenience store, a man grabbed the purse and ran. The clerk immediately called 911, and the woman was able to give them a very detailed description of the snatcher. Within minutes, the police had apprehended the snatcher. They put him in the car and drove back to the store. The thief was then taken out of the car and told to stand there for a positive ID, to which he replied, Yes, officer, that's her. That's the lady I stole the purse from. He's going to do well in prison. Trust me. And finally, this is the best one yet. When a man attempted to siphon gasoline from a motorhome parked on a Seattle street, he got much more than he had bargained for. Police arrived at the scene to find a very sick man curled up next to a motorhome near some spilled sewage. A police spokesman said that the man admitted to trying to steal gasoline and plugged a siphon hose into the motorhome's sewage tank by mistake. The owner of the vehicle declined to press charges, saying that is the best laugh he's ever had. So there's your Darwin Award winners. <laughs> I said snatch. Yes, Invicta. Nothing gets by you, man. A very well-oiled steel trap. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, getting back to... Uh, Back on topic here. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is the Emperor Score being brought to you on the Clan Appeal Guard Online Gaming Radio Network, powered by the HarborBlueGroup.com. All right. We're going to do... Uh, what link? There's no link. Go on the forums, you lazy fuck. It's right there. OneJuryBorn.com. It's in general discussion. Darwin Awards, 2005. I know you can read because you can read the stuff I'm right typing back to you. And you're ugly, too. All right. One, almost one year ago, to the day, I had made an audio article. It, it was something new I was trying out. Instead of, you know, typing up my thoughts, I decided to just blurt them out like I do now, except to record it for download later. One of the more successful uh, things I've done uh, recently for audio work, it had about about 10,000 downloads, which is pretty decent. And I got posted on a couple different websites that liked it. In this audio article, which you can still find, it's on our forums uh, at uh, onesyoureborn.com, I discussed that the gaming industry, heading into 2005, seemed to be taking a nosedive into the crapper. With the problems that the World of Warcraft was having, with the game problems that, that Rome Total War was having at the time, uh, the balance issues that Warcraft 3 was still facing, with the AMMs having just gone in, and the fact that the ladder system was being breached and uh, compromised by so many hackers. And I know that's only two games. With the giant boycott that went in for uh, the Counter-Strike Source and the Steam Engine, and Steam Engine, get it? Har, 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 and the uh, different download abilities from Steam, that the fact that Electronic Arts, you know, had the one-patch policy, that no matter what game they released, would only have one patch as far as support goes. After that, they would leave the game alone and would play as is. That, to me, the gaming industry seemed to be changing and not for the better that at what had made these games interesting to us, you know, growing up with these games and making these companies successful, it seemed to be not important anymore. 
And it seems to me that it's the same case today. It's more flash than than quality. It's more, you know, what it looks like and can we kick it out of the door fast enough in time for, you know, Easter or summer or, you know, uh, Christmas. Those are your three big release dates. Before Easter, during the summer months, because majority of your player base, well, not majority, but a good chunk of your player base, especially for some of the shooter games, are high school kids, high school and college kids, and they're off in the summer, and before Christmas. Those three parts. Can we kick it out fast enough? Can we put a franchise name on it? You know, can we make this game based on a movie? And you know what? This is a good example of video game awards this this year. And you can go back and listen to one of my you know earlier shows to hear about this. It's the fact that almost all the awards that they gave out were given to games based on movies. And in some cases, like King Kong, the game wasn't even out yet, and they were giving it you know award heaped on top of award heaped on top of award. It's kind of like professional wrestling. It doesn't resemble anything of it did three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. At what point did they stop listening to what the gamers wanted? This is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you want these people listening to you, so you know, so they know exactly what it is you're looking for in a game, what you want to play, what you will have fun, and what you're willing to spend your money on. At the same time, this is the other side of the sword that you cut. You don't want the regurgitated same kind of bullshit every single time a game comes out. Just looks a little different. You do want innovation. You do want something better. Take Final Fantasy XII for Christ's sake. Take it, trust me, please. This thing is due out this spring. For those of you who have not played the demo, it is exactly like Final Fantasy XI. Same world, same characters, same graphics, same battle engine. The difference is, it's one player. No materia, no magic, no learned magic, no turn-based battles, no random battles, which I know everybody hated, but come on, it's a staple. No Sid, no, you know, Biggs and Wedge and all that. None of that's there. It was there up until last year when they scrapped it and they redid, they rebuilt the uh, game engine, the battle engine. The excuse at the time was we're trying to keep up with current trends in gaming. Is that the way things are today? Is that the current trend for games today? It's a one-player MMORPG style. Even for a game with no online support, that's for a console, that's one of the most storied, if not the most storied franchise in video games. I won't play it. It may be the first Final Fantasy I have I have ever balked at buying. I even bought Final Fantasy XI and played it for the first free month, and then I quit my account. I didn't like it, which is why I'm not gonna like twelve. It just seems like uh, using Final Fantasy as an example, it's been dumbed down progressively since seven. I mean, I I said I was talking to uh, Mystic Man the other day. And we were going over some different material for the show, and I said, you know what? Final Fantasy X was for retards. Everything was in a, you, in a straight line. You didn't explore anything. You went from one side of the map you were on until the other side, in a straight line. 
There was no tricks, nothing to discover, nothing different, nothing weird. You couldn't just go on your way anywhere in the world. Hell, even when you had the stupid airship, you had to type in the coordinates and it took you right to the location you wanted to go. You couldn't actually fly around the continent and explore anything like you could in 7, like you could in 6, like you could in 5 and 4, etc. Is this a trend? This is this is a prime example of what I'm talking about of things we want and things we want to change. Tiroth, I don't know. <laughs> He's saying I, I hated the game. I got lost. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that surprises nobody. It took away a, a turn-based battle system that everybody loved. It took away certain parts of the game, certain characters you expect to be there, some of the monsters you expect to be there, a magic system you expect to be there, and it changed from game to game. First you had learn spells, then you had espers, then you had materia, you know, then you had um, specific classes of people had specific, you know, creatures that they could summon or you know, specific attacks, that type of thing. You had limit breaks. None of that exists anymore. Because they're trying to go with common current trends. One year ago, to the day, World of Warcraft was released. And it had the exact same server issues it's having today. That hasn't changed. One year ago today, Creative Assembly's Rome Total War had the exact same gay spy issues with connectivity and multiplayer um, gaming that they do today, and nothing has changed despite three patches and an expansion. If nothing, if anything else, it's gotten worse. You know what? Divine Justice has, has a great example. Advent Children was everything that the Final Fantasy VII group wanted. And everybody loved it. Most everybody. So why is it that they could do a movie... And include all the cool stuff that we want to see. And make Final Fantasy XII garbage. And I agree with, um, uh, I think it's Tycho from Penny Arcade. Who a couple weeks ago said the exact same thing. And I, you know, I slapped my knee and pointed at the screen and said, you know what? That's exactly what I was saying. Exactly the way I feel. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way. Star Wars has, in my opinion, has not had a decent game of any kind since TIE Fighter. Some of you say you love Battlefront 2. Some of you say you like Knights of the Old Republic. Fine. Knights of the Old Republic was a, was a first-person shooter. What was the last good pilot game you could have for Star Wars? TIE Fighter. That was it. TIE Fighter versus X-Wing sucked. You could only have four people. It's like, it's like playing Doom online. You don't. No one does. That's another thing. Id. Id Software. Probably the biggest disappointment to me because I was so looking at Quake 4. All it was was a pretty version of Quake 3. Now here's one of those double standards. Well, wait a minute, Am. Didn't you just say you want things to stay the same? Yes and no. I would have loved it if it had been the same gameplay from, from Quake 1. Quake 3 was not something that I personally enjoyed.
I worry that the games that I used to play, I'm worried that, one, I'm getting older. I'm in my mid-20s now. And I'm worried that the games that I used to love to play and the style of gaming that I grew up with and have, have played through college and, and now in, into you know my later life, such as it is, is obsolete and disappearing rapidly. The days of playing on Kali in Warcraft 2 are gone. The days of playing Quake on GameSpy and not having problems is gone. The days of playing Ultima Online and not having to wait in line to go to your shard is gone. When even Final Fantasy changes for the worse, something is wrong. And up until this very minute, or up until actually a couple days ago, I thought it was the gaming industry that was at fault. Now I'm not so sure. Now I question, is it just me and people like me that's the problem? That we have such a high standard of games in the past that no company could possibly reach those same standards and keep that same kind of quality. That it's just not realistic to ask for it because the gaming is a hell of a lot more popular now than it ever has been. Agreed. Despite having serious service issues, community issues, people like Creative Assembly are still making money. Blizzard is probably got a print press for money in their Irvine office. I would not be surprised if they have mattresses stuffed with it instead of like feathers. So the question I put to you tonight that I want you to think about before next show is, is it us the gamer is it me specifically is it you is it us that's the problem or is the gaming industry really lost its focus is it trying so hard for the mainstream that it's forgetting its roots and forgetting what made games popular what made them interesting challenging entertaining And I see the IRC chat's gone away from me. They're discussing how to do different quests in World of Warcraft. So apparently my uh, plea for rational is falling on deaf ears. Or just retarded listeners. I don't know which. <laughs> but it's something I want you to think about for next for next week. You know, EG, I think you're right. It's all about the money. They don't care about the player. It's becoming Hollywood. Hollywood movies suck. Everybody will agree to this. The movies come out today, blow. They suck so much ass that they're starting to regurgitate old movies. King Kong, Willy Wonka, sound familiar? And they're always different, not necessarily for the better. There's more, I'm just naming two. Am I just bitter? Have I just become so pissed off by these different companies that I've lost my interest in, in games and entertainment and that nothing out there could possibly please me as a consumer and as a gamer? 
It, it's a legitimate argument. It's possible. I, we could be at that at that uh, point. And if that's the case, then it's time for me to hang up the mouse. Put away the keyboard. Go outside. Go play with my fiance instead of my uh, my computer. <laughs> Looking pretty hot today, there, Mystic Man. It, you know, you look hot every day. Y yes. Okay. Sorry. Wrong thing to say. Just when you think you're gonna pay him a compliment, you go and you step in the shit pile, anyways. All right, folks, we're running out for the last 10 minutes of the show. So here's what's been going on with the network. We're finally in a place that we're comfortable of being able to outline a talk show schedule on a normal basis of running shows between five and seven times a week each night or each day having a show. We're going to start hiring or starting to look to hire on-air talent starting tomorrow. Now, we've looked for talent in the past. The problem is it's not been very good. And the debate had gone by whether we should lower our standards about what we're looking for for people to cast and just try to train people up or to keep the standards we are and just hope for the best. Well, I've went out. We're going to... Moctezuma says cry more noob. At least you know how to pronounce emperor. And you know, at least you know how to spell it. What the hell is that? Moctezuma. Yeah, congratulations. You named yourself after a shitting disease from Mexico. Congratulations. How very original of you. I guess when I call him a pile of crap, that's not too far away from being true. Moctezuma. Sounds like a bad, like, acne disease. Adam Screed says, Gaming nowadays is based on being flashy. Most are dumbed-down versions of the classics. I haven't seen a new innovative approach in gaming in five years. I, I have to agree. I, you really haven't. I think 97-98 was the best time for games. That was almost ten years ago, folks. Anyways, we're at a, port, a part now where we're starting to hire, that we're looking to hire, we're looking to hire, whatever, stop bashing the listeners, they're bashing on me! <laughs> EG's like, go smoke some more dream foil. <laughs> go collect your weed. If you don't understand that joke, folks, you gotta download last week's show. <laughs> if you're interested in becoming a talk show host here on the network, Here's what you got to do. Listen carefully. Because I'm only going to say this once until I post it and write, write it down. Anyways, you must be 18 or over. Or at least sound like you're 18 or over. Okay? Because I'm really not going to be able to follow up and find out if you really are 18. So make sure you're 18 or over or sound like it. Yes, two weeks ago. Thank you. I want a half-hour demo from you. Talking about anything you want in gaming. Whatever you want, console, computer, uh, handheld, as long as it's about gaming. Showcase for me why it is that you should have a show. Maybe you're funny, maybe you're not. Maybe do, you know, I wouldn't suggest doing commercials because that's what I do. Maybe you have weird music you play. Maybe you have a cool, you know, a segment of a show that you'd like to do. Maybe you have a weird idea. Maybe you sound gay. I, I don't know. The Sinvicta Interrupt Power Hour. 
It sounds like a religious thing. Uh-oh. Shit. How much you want to bet that's the program director? No, nope, I ain't answering. You get it. <laughs> don't tell him that! We don't want any gay people. No, I'm just kidding. Send me a half hour. I want you to record and send me a half hour audio. Demo. And send it to emperor1g at coxcox.net. Or post it in our forums and give me a link of where I can find it, if you're interested. The second big thing tonight is that we have finally found out how to take phone calls on the air, courtesy of Sinvicta. And we've actually got an 800 line, 1-800 Sinvicta rules. No, I'm just kidding. But we're actually going to get, it's in the works, it's something for the future. The first step, folks, is getting a, a bunch of casters on here that don't suck, that have consistent shows and a regular schedule. Once we have that, we are going to invest the money in getting the equipment to take on-air phone calls, which means people like you can call people like me, God forbid. And that's going to be a thrill for you, because usually people like you don't get to talk to people like me. You're below my station. But listen. <laughs> press 1 if you would enjoy a Savicta Tiroff show. Beep. You press 2. So it's something that's coming down the lines. We now know how to do it. We know where to get the equipment. We know how to set it up. We know how to take the phone calls. We've got the 800 line already um, bought, purchased, and in place. Things are starting to move around here finally. It's taken a while. And it starts with this show now appearing on Sundays on a regular basis at 9 o'clock at night. It was kind of hard to do it during that 7 o'clock hour. We moved it to 9 o'clock, and it's a lot easier, at least for me. And we'll get we get several thousand downloads on this on the um, when we post on the forum as opposed to live. That's where the majority of people usually come from are your downloads. I know, Senton. That's one of the things we're talking about. He's concerned about well, what happens if an idiot calls up on the air? Well, that's the thing. We're, we're going to work on the screening. Maybe there's a way. Maybe there's not. You know, Screed, you got a good point. If you lower your standards, you're no better than the game producers. The difference is, I'm not getting paid to do this. The game producers are. I do it because I'm a perfectionist. And I pride myself in being the best there is at what I do. You don't have to agree with me, but in my personal opinion, I think I am. But that's neither here nor there. Becca Hawk is relating back to when I was ruthless to the callers on Skype. I would send them home crying so that they never called again. And folks, it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Because if you call me up and you suck, fair warning. And I will read, in fact, I will have a new warning made before the beginning of every show. Yeah, I remember Morbid. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyways, that'll run at the beginning of the show and say, if you're going to call me up, make sure you got something to say. Make sure you're decent. Because if you suck, I am going to flatten you. And it's okay if you want to take a shot at owning me. It's all the more fun. But the, when it gets down to, folks, we want to talk about games. And I want to hear from you. The interaction between me and my listeners is where the fun is. Having me sit here talking to my screen for an hour and a half, trust me, is not fun for me. I don't like to hear myself talk. I get to do that every day. This is fun for me. Will it be international calls? Yes. It will be an 800 number, so anybody in the, any, I think it's anybody in the world can call it. And I'm glad you brought that up. As far as casters go, I want an Australian caster. 
and I want a European caster, meaning you live in Australia and you live in somewhere in, in Europe and you want to cast and you can speak English. Obviously, in your Australia, I like to think you can. That's what I would like to find. At least one of each, and then the rest will be Americans for a like here. So, I'll be posting this up on onesyouwereborn.com. I'm going to send out some letters. I'm going to send out some advertisements. If you know, if you have a clan site out there, advertise we're looking for casters. If you know of some place that has shoutcasting, or does shoutcasting, even if it's shoutcasting games, any kind of experience like that is great. Advertise. Tell them we're looking for them. We're starting off small here. We're starting off from scratch. I understand that. Nobody gets starts off being big. Except me when I was born, because now it's big work matter. But the point being... Shut up, Sinvicta. Morbid. I remember that guy. <laughs> we should have a Chinese commentator and run during the China hour. Yeah, that'd be great if it wasn't, you know, blocked, if the internet wasn't blocking me out of the U.S. into China. Oh, next up, we talk to Gold Fama Chang. Gold Fama Chang, where do you like to, where do you like to go for your best gold? I like to go, of course, because they all sound alike, right? I like to go to the Barons and hunt down giraffes. I like my government. Free to people, Tiananmen Square did happen. It was terrible. We were Chinese farming in the Barrens, and they sent the tanks in when we were having a protest because they said we weren't paying enough gold, and they ran us down. <laughs> it's not Thrall that's singing Agamar, it's uh, Mao Shei Sung. <laughs> I know my my accent started to fluctuate all over. <laughs> there are no banners; they're all red banners in all the different cities. Everybody in the horde and the alliance look exactly the same. There's no difference. There's no PvP between comrades. It's all like it's. Oh, we go to Chinese war. It's us against the stupid barbarian American creatures. Let's go get the evil capitalist pig Adixia. Shut into Mexicans. Okay, you know what? If you get your own show, you actually get the balls to call the show. You can do your own accents for all I care. Put me to shame. That's fine. <laughs> Anyways, folks, so that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to hire now that we got the server stabilized. We got the we got the site stabilized. Okay. Now that we've taken care of some things, and we'll be taking care of some things. We know how to get the phone calls on the air. We know where to get the equipment. We know how to set it up and do the thing. It's going to come in steps. It's not going to happen all at once. It's going to take some time. I understand it. But hopefully this is the first big step in the right direction. So again, 30-minute demo. Record it. Send it to me. Tell me why you're good. Showcase what you're good. And, you know, you got to speak for half an hour. The reason it's 30 minutes is because I don't want anybody who can just hop on there and say, Hi, this is Billy. I'm from Tennessee, and I like games. Games are cool. Yes, sir. Right. I'm great. And just have that for 30 minutes. I want to slip my own wrist, and that's just an example. But trust me, that's what we get sometimes. 
And I appreciate everybody for who you know takes the time to try. This is an American Idol, all right? So you're not going to get the worst ones. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should talk to the ones that freaking suck and put them on the air and say, well, this is what we've been contending with. This is what's out there to find. <laughs> so that's what we're looking to do. First things first. The phone calls thing, yes, it's a big part, and we all want to do it. But first got to justify it. First got to get the people in place to do the casting. we got to get the word out there that we're now doing this on a consistent basis, and we're good to go. All right, folks, we're at the end of the hour. i got to get the hell out of here. i got things to do. Remember, next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, tell your friend, you know, post on your clan's website, say it in Barron's chat, whatever. The Empress Court, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard at onejuryborn.com. All right? Let's get this thing rolling. We've taken months and months off. Now we're back. we got a good start here. We're going to register the IRC channel tonight. Anyway, and stop by the IRC channel. Feel free to sit in here if you like. Stop speaking Spanish in the channel before I boot all of you. <laughs> the demo sending can be sent now until we're done hiring. All right, folks, this has been the Emperor saying bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, a couple other things, real quick, before I get out of here. Forgot. The site, back up, onejuryborn.com. Um, it has been down for a couple or for a couple days. I understand it is back up. Obviously, we said it before. I want you to go ahead and register the site if you can. Onejuryborn.com. Come on the forums. We have always had discussions. If you want to talk about the show, if you have any kind of suggestions, you want it to be uh, things you want to include. You have commercial ideas, uh, segments you like to hear, things you used to like, things you hate. Feel free to show up, post them on there, send it to me an email, emperor at or emperor1g at coxnet, cox.net. Feel free. I'm online all the time. Well, not all the time, but usually in the evenings when I'm home, working in the office, I will have AIM up and running. If you want to drop me a line, maybe you hated the show, maybe you liked it, maybe there's something you want to discuss, uh, you know, feel free to drop me a line. A lot of you guys already do that. Feel free. I'm very approachable, folks. But um, that, that pretty much everything we need to do, uh, get out of your hair. Again, bad manners, better than no manners at all, etc., etc. So long, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.